Welcome aboard the BK Escape Pod. That's right, it's the augmented and bionic podcast version of the live show. You can hear us Saturdays from 10 a.m. till 12 p.m. Eastern on 100.3 FM and AM 1450 WBHF Radio. You can stream the show live there Saturdays at WBHFradio.org or on the free TuneIn app. Look out, here we go. Stand by to receive our transmission. You know, there's no way I can do it. I cannot stay away two Saturdays in a row from doing the show. I can't do it. I mean, I, <laughs> some people might suggest, hey, it's going to be New Year's Day when you do your show. It's going to be Christmas Day was last Saturday, so, you know, we're going to take that off. Alan and I both uh, didn't do our show on those days because it's Christmas. We're going to spend them with our family and do Christmas sissy things. And uh, today is New Year's Day, and I'm like, no, I can't do it. We got it. We got to. We love our. We love what we do so much. We've got to come in on New Year's Day. Plus, you know, New Year's Day is it's a holiday, but it's it's a kind of a fun day where you don't really have to do anything like you know be with family like on Thanksgiving or Christmas or Easter or something like that. You can actually celebrate with fun, and usually a lot of people do the night before on New Year's Eve. In fact, Alan's dragging here a little bit today, but you can't really tell. He's only drag. He won't drag on the air. He drags on the break, which is right. fine because that's a professional <laughs> thing to do. You know, on the air, he's like, "Hey, it's time to do the show, and we're doing this, that, and the other thing." Hey, here we go. We're going to take a break, and the and then the, we go to the commercial. And he's like, "Oh." He's Lurch from the Adams Family. I, I believe I, I said to you, I'm like, I need more coffee. <laughs> and you've got more. That means we're, we're do a good job when we you can't tell anything's wrong. So Maybe I'd like to keep that uh, gravelly voice. i got to figure out how to keep that normally. So you've got it already you can, nice. You've got oh, your, do I? You I got have the those. smoker's voice, but I never smoked. I don't yeah. have that low voice when hey. I smoke. It's like... Hey, I've been smoking unfiltered camels since I was 12. Unfiltered camels. Let's smoke a cigarette. Not only is smoking bad, let's smoke one that doesn't even have a filter in it. You know, it's no. like camel. You know, Why would like... I? I mean, look, I'm paying for that good tobacco. I want every ounce of it in my lungs. That's right. And you could always tell some of the classic actors and hey, actresses, hey. the ones that smoked or had a problem with that, maybe. Because, like, you know, like Lauren Bacall or, or sometimes even Lucy. Lucille Ball had that voice sometimes when she got Later older. Later in life. You could tell that you uh, that you Combination that of age and smoking. You got that rasp. That's right, the rasp. By the way, today's going to be like a review day. I don't know how I can squeeze every all the other stuff I've got in along with all the reviews and things we can talk about. We'll just have to pace ourselves like we always do. Are you suggesting a few things came out at the end of the year? Uh, might oh. be a few, Rabbit, a few. One of the things, I don't <laughs> know if you watched, but did you even catch part one of Book of Boba Fett? Yeah, that's on my list. I've got we, the we Book got of so Boba Fett. we got so much stuff I've been and, watching. By the way, let's go through them right quick, and I'll tell you another one that I didn't tell you earlier that's on the list. Spider-Man No Way Home, two weeks now it's been out, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some spoilers today, and I'll, I'll announce it before I talk about it. So if you want to turn it down, don't turn it down, though. Don't go away. Because if you're a fan, you've either already seen it or, you know, or you've already heard it's been spoiled for you already if you're on the Internet or whatever. So watch out. Watch out for that. And two of the things were spoiled for me before I even went to see it because now spoilers are spoilers are like people who write computer viruses. they got nothing better to do with their time except ruin the world for someone else. Right. Why do you? Why do computer virus writers write them? They're not doing anything good for the world. They're just satisfying their own stupid uh, ego that they can do it because it's nothing productive about it. Right. You know? So now the spoilers are putting spoilers in the headlines of their thing when you see the headline. I'm like, oh, wait, I couldn't avoid that because it was actually in the headline. Why did you do that? Rather than the responsible, hey, this article contains right. spoilers, and then identifying, don't read past this point because right. I'll go... 
No, we don't do that anymore. Why do that? Because we're going to ruin it. We're going to burn the world for everyone else. So Spider-Man No Way Home, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the the finale of Hawkeye and Hawkeye overall, which we Mm. loved. I'll be able to talk about the Kingsman because the the newest Kingsman movie just came out. If you love the Kingsman cinematic universe, it's really fun. And the new one, which is a prequel, which takes place in World War One, is great. It's fantastic. We can talk hit on that a little bit. Alan and I both saw Matrix Resurrections. We saw that because we're a fan of the Matrix universe too. I I didn't so much like the second one, and I hated the third Matrix that came out. But this one is a uh, is is a new one. Many years uh, takes place many years after the first film. We'll, we'll talk about that too. And Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett, premiered on Disney Plus, the newest Star Wars s- streaming series. Can't even say television show anymore. I can't even. I used to say that, but they're like, "That's wrong." Nope. I'm like, "Not really. It's not wrong. It is. You're watching a. You're not watching cinema. You're watching home television stuff. So it's it is different stuff. Well, even but as the quality we of it as, is not different yeah. anymore. Well, That's it's to thing. me, it's not TV because it's not interrupted twelve times with a commercial break. Right. It is straight through. Well, I just, say, I just say streaming series now, so I'm yeah. like, that's what it is. And one more that I completely forgot. Stacy and I, my better half and I, watched Being the Ricardos, the Lucy Ricardo movie on Netflix. I want to know about I think that. It's, no, it's Amazon Prime. Because I haven't seen it we yet. Got to, we watched that, and we were a little iffy about it, because I love movies and series and things when they take and show you the making of something old. It's a new movie about it. They did one called Gleason about Jackie Gleason, and Brad Garrett from Everyone Loves Raymond played Jackie Gleason in it, and he was fantastic. You know, saw that. I saw the making of Gilligan's. They made a movie about Gilligan's Island about how what they went through to make the show, and these makings of you find out. Oh, this is a wonderful comedy set, and we love these folks, and we bring them into our houses every week. You don't know the stuff that went on behind the scenes with some of these happy-go-lucky. You'd think nothing bad would have happened on the set of Gilligan's Island. Well, you know, it's a production television show in Hollywood. There's always going to be drama going on somewhere. Drama and, and personality. Find out when you have that clash of people. And I learned something about the Lucy show and, and Lucy and Ricky back in the day by watching this film that I didn't know about. And I looked at it, and I'm like, did they just put that in the film, or did that really happen? I'm like, oh, that really happened. I didn't know about that. So I can talk about that today. And I'll share one more little thing about you with you about 2022. It is 2022. Happy New Year, everyone. Remember remember how we uh, joked about 2019 was the year that, uh, oh, we're finally reaching Blade Runner. That's right. when Blade Runner takes place. Well... 2022. Guess what? Another movie takes place. Is this with Charlton Heston? It's with Charlton Heston, and it's not Planet of the Apes. Because the Planet of the Apes I, is the year 3000 something. It was way look, up there. Look, we all need to change our diet. But, yeah, well. <laughs> we need to eat better. want to change? Who knows? We may already be doing it. 2022 is the year the movie Soylent Green takes place, the science fiction story. We need to eat better. Hey, what's Soylent her name? Her name's Green. better. You gotta tell him. Silent Green is people! You want you want butter on better? <laughs> sure, go ahead. I'll take some butter on better. Yeah, speaking of Betty, too. Wow. I mean, even, even People Magazine released early their cover of Betty White's 100th birthday cover of their magazine. And they can't go back on print. They already made it. Right. So they're saying, happy birthday, Betty White 100 on the cover of People Magazine. And we were even talking about it. Everyone was looking forward. She was, what, just days away? Yeah, I think it was the 14th or the 17th or something this month or whatever was going to be Betty White's 100th birthday. And who, I mean, who knew? I mean, everybody's like, and I even heard a few people go, 
Yeah, well, I hope she doesn't pass away before her birthday. Don't don't get premature about it. Even Betty White was posting on her Facebook page or whoever officially posts mm-hmm. for her on her official page with the blue. But you know, as life. much as and even my wife was like, oh, I can't believe it. She didn't. Like, but you know what? I want to be able to say I made it to 99 right. with the kind of career she had. A long life. Can Up until believe? the end of her life, she was still acting. You know, her first appearance on time. And we'll talk about Betty White. Too. I got uh, the thing about her coming up. We'll talk about it. Um, First appeared on television in the late 30s or on, on something. And I'm like, yeah, when you live almost 100, you can have a few decades what of stuff. What a career she had. I didn't know she was in the Army. Yeah, a lot more. We'll talk about Betty White and all that other stuff coming up with the other things. It's BK on the air. We'll return after these messages. You are the player, and the arcade is the arena. You focus your mind and propel yourself into a universe where you're the master of your destiny for as long as you can keep the trip going. This is the Arcade Experience. We're ColecoVision. We bring the Arcade Experience home with games like Donkey Kong with multiple screens, arcade controls, and arcade graphics that let you have the Arcade Experience at home because your vision is our vision. ColecoVision. Because Fab with Lemon Fresh and Borax gives a deep down clean. And now Fab has all fabric brighteners. Great for wash and wear and permanent press. Are you glad about Fab, Mom? What do you think? Oh, they're always doing something good to Fab. It's true. Oh, Fab. We're glad they added all fabric brighteners to the Lemon Fresh and Borax in you. Never fear, Smith is here. fellow classic TV fans. In 1977, Filmation Studios brought a new Saturday morning cartoon to the lineup. The New Adventures of Batman aired on CBS with a total of 16 episodes. The thing that made this series special was that the voices of the Cape Crusaders were none other than Adam West and Burt Ward. Another interesting aspect was that Filmation was actually barred from using certain characters from the Batman universe. Contractually, the animated versions of the Riddler and the Scarecrow belonged to their rival company, Hanna-Barbera, specifically for the cartoon Challenge of the Super Friends. In turn, the Super Friends were unable to use the supervillain, the Joker. At one point, the two rival shows were actually on the air at the same time, effectively giving Saturday mornings a double dose of the dynamic duo. The Filmation cartoon would eventually end up serving another very positive purpose for fans of the 1960s live-action show. Following the TV series, Adam West was intent on distancing himself from the role due to its immense popularity, leaving him typecast. Thus, initially, he turned down the voice acting part. But fortunately, he had a change of heart, realizing the Batman role had actually been a positive thing, especially as it reacquainted him with his legions of adoring fans. And all this led Adam West to embrace this part of his legacy for the rest of his life. This is Pat McCormick with your retro TV trivia from the Golden Rage of TV. You can also find me on YouTube and Facebook at Golden Rage of TV and on Twitter at Golden Rage of TV One. And now back to BK on the Air. That message. Some people never learn. But Professor Irwin certainly learned something today. He was so worried about looking good in front of others, he presented a car to the public that he knew was dangerous. 
right. And he learned the most important lesson of all. It's not what other people think about us that's important. What's important is doing what is right. I learned a lot too, Cape Crusaders. Next time Robin cooks supper, I'm eating out. WBHF. Thank you, Pat, for that first golden rage of TV in 2022. I was a big fan of the Batman Filmation cartoon that came on in the mid-70s from Filmation. I was a big Filmation fan because I loved all of their um, all of their productions that they would do. It had Filmation on it, Kyle Flash Gordon, Shazam, Isis, all that stuff that Filmation did on CBS and sometimes NBC. was a big fan of, of that stuff growing up. And the Flash Gordon was done so well from uh, Filmation that I think at one point or they premiered the uh, the movie the animated movie in 79 they showed it in prime time i think at 7 p.m at night one time so long before the simpsons went prime time with a cartoon on yeah. at night that's well, I mean, well you know the, the flintstones yeah. was yeah that was the that first was a, prime time cartoon was basically treated as a regular sitcom back it, in the day so well let's face it it was the honeymoon it was, it was animated. <laughs> and some people i don't know if this is true but some people have come up to me and said you know the flintstones is, is honeymooners but the jetsons is the donna reed show and i'm like Really? And I kind of looked at them, I'm like, and I compared the two once, and I said, I guess it could, you could stretch and say it is kind of an adaptation of Donna Reed, but I don't think they ever came out and said it. But they flat out came out and said the Flintstones was, <laughs> was Ralph Cramden and the Honey. Well, the only way you could get away Wilma. with the, Wilma! Even, even down to the... And next, she still won, ruled the house. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> next time knows. you watch the Flintstones, look at Wilma's hairdo. The way her animated hair looks just like Alice's hairs do on... The yeah. honeymooners. It was just a blatant. Uh, oh, and Fre- Fred. Fred is was certainly... part of the. Fred was part of the Buffalo Lodge. Ralph was part of the Loyal Raccoons. So it was the, the Loyal Order of Water Buffalo. It's the, it was the same exact thing. So, well, speaking of classic TV, we can do this right now. It always makes me feel sad when a celebrity passes away, even though they didn't know us, but we we knew them, and even more so with Betty White, because everyone was was celebrating her upcoming 100th birthday and. And uh, we'll make a, a nice point of, about that after we do the story. But um, what, a, what a life she led that spanned eight decades in entertainment. Uh, she passed away December 31st, on the morning of December 31st. She was 99 years old. She was a national treasure. The television icon was with us for nearly a century. And her small screen career stretched back to the earliest days of television. Her stellar string of sitcoms began in, began in 1952, believe it or not. On the uh, charming show Life with Elizabeth, a series centered around a character she had performed on the talk show in Hollywood on television going back to the 1940s. The television show, which uh, essentially a collection of short interactions between husband and wife, helped pioneer the romantic sitcom. Now, she was a nominee for the first ever Primetime Emmy Award for Best Actress in 1951 and won her first Emmy in 1952. Now, two decades later after that, Mary Tyler Moore gave White her next breakout role, Sue Ann Nivens, the seemingly cheery host of the fictional WJM-TV's The Happy Homemaker on The Mary Tyler Moore Show, who had far more more off-bite camera uh, scenes that she had. The darker role gave a new angle to White's career. She wasn't a nice character on the Mary Tyler Moore show. She's very vindictive <laughs> and stuff, if anyone remembers her character on there. From there, White would go on to create unforgettable characters on Mama's Family with Carol Burnett and the Golden Girls. But because audiences had become so accustomed to White as a man-crazy character on the Mary Tyler Moore show, the polar opposite of her early pigeonhole, the producers of Golden Girls figured the actress was ideal for the role of Blanche on that. Rue McClanahan, because of her own typecasting post-Maud series, was pegged as the ditzy Rose on that 
that show. At the last minute, the roles were brilliantly reversed while White was brilliantly played her role both sweet and spicy. Yeah, I mean, she was too much like the other yeah, characters. Yeah, I can't That's why imagine now having those characters swapped, like the, the Rue McClanahan no. playing the sweet ditzy and then uh, right. having Betty White play the man-starved vixen. And Rue McClanahan, you know, starred on uh, Maud with uh, B. Arthur back in the day, too. So they knew each other and were friends. Now, thanks to reruns, a continued present on TV and her indomitable energy, White became an Internet sensation in the 21st century. In 2010, she became the oldest person to host Saturday Night Live, performing in midnight skits at the age of 88 at the time and had earned her another Emmy Award. You and I were surprised at how many Emmy, how many awards she had won. Now, in that long of a career, some roles went overshadowed. She took home two daytime Emmys in 1983 and 84 for her work hosting the game show Just Men, it was called, <laughs> with an exclamation point. She would be the only woman to win the Best Game Show Host Emmy for more than two decades until 2005. In total, her shelves were stuffed with eight Emmys, three uh, American Comedy Awards, and three Screen Actor Guild Awards, and a Grammy Award. She had a Grammy Award, too. White's first career dream was to be a forest ranger as a, as, a, as a young lady. However, women were not allowed to become forest rangers at the time, so the animal lover, which we knew that she was, went into show business. Throughout her television career, she was an advocate for animals. We remember that well. The U.S. Forest Service made her a ranger in 2010. Aww. So she did become one. Now, by the way, you can join MeTV for select episodes of the Mary Tyler Moore Show, Mama's Family, and The Love Boat on Sunday January 9th from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern that all feature Betty White prominently. And I forgot she had another one. She had she, In the 50s, she had the Betty White Show. And in the 70s, she did her own The Betty White Show, which only, I think, lasted a season, didn't last very right. long, with John Hillerman from Magnum P.I. Higgins. <laughs> Higgins. From he Magnum was in P. Blazing Saddles as uh, Howard Johnson. <laughs> so, but, yeah, the, so Betty White, what a career that she had and you told me something too on uh, on the break earlier today that you found out that she was in the army she yeah. was a veteran the army tweeted out when it was going all over the internet i didn't realize this because i follow the u.s military branches on on twitter the army had a picture of her in uniform saying well, you may not know this but when the the nation called people to serve in world war ii betty white was a volunteer member of the military and did her part during world war ii so not only was she into entertainment and conservation and animals, she cap. served her country and loved her country and served in the military. My first, now I first saw her on the uh, Mary Tyler Moore show as a kid, but I didn't watch the Mary Tyler Moore show as a kid. I would only see it on when someone would have it on. But my big first exposure to Betty White was of her appearance on several game shows that she would always be on. But she did several appearances on the match game. <laughs> and to me as a kid, I watched the match game as a kid because I thought it was funny even then. I still to this day think the match game is the best, most funniest uh, game show that ever was and they always gave betty if you're familiar with the match game they have three celebrities up top three below on a panel and then they uh, gene rayburn will ask a question and you say uh alan sanders was drinking too much coffee which uh, made him blank well the contestant are supposed to fill in that blank with a clever answer that hopefully will match the, all the celebrities well they put her in the last spot she's the one that kind of actually made her break the, the matching you know if you if you matched everyone but not the last one you didn't get six matches you only got five so Betty, that was a thankless position that last spot and a lot of different celebrities win that last spot on match game but i think she was there and fanny flag the lady who wrote fried green tomatoes she was a southern comedian uh was there in that last spot more than any other celebrity uh now brett summers was and charles nelson riley were in the upper two almost all the time and in the bottom middle was reserved for the longest time for 
Richard Dawson before he went on to Family Feud. But Betty White was in that last spot, I think, probably more than anybody else that I remember. And that's the first thing mm-hmm. that I remember seeing Betty in was that. And I knew she was married to Alan Ludden, which was another game show host. And he hosted Password. And uh, he died back in the late 70s or early 80s. So he died many, many years ago. But they were married for many years till I mean, his death. For me, the household name came as a result of the Golden Girls. So you were you were big introduction but to her. Was once her, yeah. I was introduced yeah. to the Golden Girls, I remember like I knew B. Arthur from Maud. Right. And I was like, okay. And so I recognized... Betty White, and I couldn't put my finger on it. And then when you would be able to go and catch old game shows or you'd see on Entertainment Tonight, because before the YouTube... You'd see her pop you'd up. You'd see things like, oh, Betty White was last, <laughs> right. you know, in this. And, and, like, and so I was like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing her. But I didn't, right. she didn't make the impact of, like, I didn't know who she was as an up as a kid. I just was aware only looking back. Like, right. oh, yeah, I recognize her now. And then, I mean, to see the movie she's made from, I mean... I I cracked up when she was in that movie Lake Placid where oh, yeah. she's like got the, <laughs> the pet giant, giant alligator and like I'm like oh my god she's feeding cows to it she's leading the cow down to the edge of the lake and it's and then she pet. had a TV show not that long ago that was running in front of a live studio audience with on, Valerie on TV Bertinelli. Land. Yeah. On TV Land I'm uh, hot it, hot in Cleveland yes, I think was and called. it was yeah. so well done and it was my a live show I loved that show we would binge it together and it was a live like it was a throwback we're going to do it right. live in front of a studio audience and some of the outtakes Betty White's mind was sharp till the day she, she died. was and you know some people will get old and they'll they'll get kind of frail in their older age but she and some of the other celebrities we know some of them that continue to I hope I'm that way I want to keep my mind I don't see it happening though <laughs> because I'm losing it now but I would like to be that sharp when I get older uh, I'll share something else and I'll get into more of it later we watched uh, uh, Into Outer Space with William Shatner the hour long documentary about him going into space on, I think it's on uh, one of the streaming channels and uh, he's another celebrity that's in his 90s now and he still doesn't act and sound right. like he's in the 90s I hope I'm that way so rest in peace Betty White it's BK on there we'll be back we'll return after these messages And I'll be right back with one to grow up. Luke, just because Mom and Dad are gone for a few hours doesn't mean you have to hog the bathroom. I'm not. I can't get the door open. It's stuck. Oh, great. Hurry up. The toilet's overflowing. I accidentally flushed a brush down there. Oh, gross. Ah, get me out of here. There's water everywhere. Who do I call? What do I do? Don't panic. If you know you're going to be alone in the house, make sure you have a phone number of a neighbor or a relative handy to call in case of an emergency. Ask your parents where they'll be. And keep numbers for the police and fire departments by the phone. Knowing who to reach in a hurry will take away the need to worry. Mom, Bobby's mom! Miss Witherton, boy, am I glad I found your number. See you in a couple minutes. Hang on! And that's one to grow on. In the hands of an adolescent. It's okay if you don't understand what he's talking about. He probably doesn't either. It's BK on the Air on AM 1450, FM 100.3, and online using the TuneIn Radio app. That's right, we're back. It's BK on the Air here on the Happy New Year. 
Saturday. I thought I'd tell Alan while he's uh, coming back in here. You can go back in there if you want, because I may have to do the news flashes because I forgot to print them out and I'll have to do them live. Pi, <laughs> so that's all I'll right. Just, I'll just read you know these what? off these and you can give I'm your reaction kick back to them and, uh, because uh, there relax. are some interesting ones on here. Because you know what I'm uh, going to do? I'm going to just comment. <laughs> just going to give the DVD uh, commentary. I'll be, uh, I'll be, the, I'll be the Charles Nelson Riley here in this uh, match game of yours. <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking of match game. <laughs> but see, now I've got to go through and find out which ones I picked. Because I'm oh, like, they're no. Not, they're not all the same. I mean, some of them are some of them are not, uh, some of them are not uh, as, as good as the others. Let's just put it that way because they had some that were like, I have to pick and choose because they're not all uh, – yeah, all I wonder great. about the criteria sometimes when I'm looking for odd or really crazy news stories, and I read one, I'm like, well, that doesn't really always, fit. Yeah, they're not always you know, great, but I like to pick the weirdo ones uh, for this show, so uh, let's let's go through them. I actually have the first news. UPI 2022. 2022. A Pittsburgh-area bakery unveiled Frosty the Dough Man, a seven-foot-tall snowman sculpture made out of, what do you think he was made out of? Dough. Dough bread. That's right. <laughs> Mancini's Bakery. Money. <clears throat> Do re me. There's three big bags of money. Isn't it funny Coins how with the dollar sign on both, it? Both, both, both substrates of bread are. See how to use that word? Well, bread even means money associated with money. How did we do that? I wonder. Does that mean if you had a lot of dough and lot bread, of dough. you were rich back in the day during that? Maybe it's the during the depression. That's where that started. You could afford bread. <laughs> That's right. It's a lot of dough, man. Mancini's Bakery, which celebrated Christmas in 2020 with an eight-foot bread Christmas tree, said this year's bread sculpture stands seven feet tall, and it weighed about 200 pounds. Wow. Man, you have to get a lot of uh, marinara sauce to dip that in, man, unless it's sweet. Or the butter. Ba- or, mm. or butter. The bakery oh. said it took seven workers to lift Frosty the Dough Man in and out of the oven. Happy birthday! The snowman likeness was man. sculpted from Italian rolls and twists, so you could use marinara sauce, I guess, in there. The business asked Facebook users to vote on this year's broad sculpture, and the snowman concept beat out the idea of the Guinness World Breaking Bread Christmas Tree. Mancini said the Dough Man will be on display at its McKee's Rocks location throughout the holidays, while a smaller version will be displayed in its store in the Pittsburgh Strip District. You know, for uh, us growing up as Gen Xers, we could have thought it was a Homer Simpson doll. Exactly. (laughs) I still, to this day... I still say that. Dough I do too. When I'm happened. like, I mean, it was. I mean, since the Simpsons, you're right. I've always you, done that. Do you text it with a D apostrophe O H? <laughs> when you, I mean, if it's not written that way, it's not right. Right. You, know? you got to do. It. And uh, I think the guy that played Homer Simpson, it always slips in my mind who the guy is, but he does a lot of other voices on there too, like Krusty the Clown. But he said when he first, what is it? I'm paraphrasing. When I first saw the script. Because they asked him, he was on the actor's studio with James Lipton. Remember that show mm-hmm. on, on uh, what was it? Um, who played that? Was it? Um, I can't remember the. I don't know the actor's oh, name off the top what, of my but head. What was the? What was the sh- network that the actor's studio was on? For the it longest, I was on A and E. On A and E. Okay. He asked him. He goes, uh, "Where did Doe come from?" Doe. And he's like, "Well, uh, the the scriptwriters had something like Homer." Yells an exclamation, and he goes, that's all it was, I think. It wasn't even spelled out, and I think he came up with that, <laughs> which it stuck, didn't it? <laughs> oh, Boy, my goodness. did it stuck. Well, yes. we've been talking about Spider-Man. I have a Spider-Man <laughs> news flash, <clears throat> at least to Tom Holland. A young boy who saved his sister from a dog attack in 2020 was treated to a day on the Spider-Man No Way Home set when they, before they were filming. And this actually story came out on December 22nd, where he got to web-sling with, with Tom Holland. 
Bridger Walker, who was a six-year-old when he jumped between his four-year-old sister and a charging German Shepherd mix in July 2020, was invited to visit the set during a video call with Tom Holland. Walker's father, Robert, posted a video on YouTube showing the star made good on his offer and the boy who underwent two hours of surgery after mm. the attack and received I remember this. more than 90 stitches and was allowed to visit the set with his family to meet Holland and, co- and the co-stars of Spider-Man No Way Home. In Atlanta, believe it or not, in Georgia. The footage shows Holland taking the boy up in the rig filmmakers used to uh, simulate Spider-Man's web-slinging in the film. So he was holding on to him. like, And I bet the kid didn't even see the wires, didn't even care they were there. Who cares? Quote, thank you again for everyone uh, who played some role in Bridger's special day hanging with Spider-Man, Robert Walker said in an Instagram post. How cool is that? And I love it when all these actors will go to the hospitals and visit. And seeing that made me go down a YouTube rabbit hole. I started watching (laughs) the YouTube videos of when Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pratt, Robert Downey Jr., some of these stars, even Henry Cavill with Superman, went and visited these kids in the hospital and, uh, and some of them go in costume. They get permission from whatever outfit they're working for that's copyrighted to go as these characters, and they believe that Spider-Man is visiting them. I mean, Holland comes in in the full suit, and then by the midway, he pulls the mask off so he can see, oh, it's not some cosplayer guy. Right. It's Spider-Man. He's here, showing him his web shooters and stuff. <clears throat> as a kid, I would have needed a diaper <laughs> if that happened to me because that would have – heck, I might need one now if some of those guys came and uh, some of my favorite actors were to meet me and talk to me because it's always nice to meet the people like that. And even for kids, they say that type of thing for kids helps in healing because being happy in a good mood, I hear, uh, helps uh, protect you from yeah, it does. You know, getting sick and stuff. And we know it's and true. It shortens recovery time. certainly does. I always thought that was cool. Your mind um, is an amazing thing. Let's not discount it. Well, some of them are. Some minds, well, some I still wonder why <laughs> they're the way they are. How did you get that way? How did what you did stop? You do, Ray? How did you stop on the interstate and back up the road to to miss your exit? Yeah, yeah. There are some. There are some great examples of what not to do. So yeah, I got. Uh, Oh, look, I got You're looking for, as I'm trying yeah, to buy looking, you some. I'm looking for one more. I got one more news. <clears throat> another Rubik's Cube thing. Look out. Could you ever, you could never, could you ever solve it ever? Did nope. you ever finish the Rubik's I've Cube? I've never on my own solved it. I don't the have that cube. brain that can do that. I could do the pyramid, but I couldn't do the cube. I Adding couldn't do two the more pyramid. sides. I couldn't do any it. of those. I could get one side of the, of the cube. Did that count for anything? Just one side? That was it. I could peel the stickers off. And solve it. I learned way. how to take it apart so I can put it. California right teen takes on two Rubik's cube records. Of course, a California teenager with a talent for solving Rubik's cubes unofficially broke two world records by solving a cube. Again, it's one of these, and we've had these before. While juggling and solving a cube while hanging upside down. Oh my! He Lord. even added that to the equation. Ethan Jan, a junior at Redlands High School, took to the school's Terrier Gym to take on the records for the fastest time to solve a rotating puzzle cube while juggling and fastest time to solve a rotating puzzle cube upside down. I mean, never mind the blood rushing to his head. You ever hung upside down? We all did it as a kid. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do it for long. For a long time, because you get to where you're like, oh, we're not meant to be this way. Jan, whose Rubik's Cube skills led to an appearance earlier on this year's Fox Game of Talents, accomplished the feat in 15.63 seconds. <laughs> I can't Best- even put my mind around that. Besting the current record, which is 17.6 seconds. Even the old record is phenomenal. He completed the upside attempt. I'd like to do it in a <clears> week. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Just solve it. 
Oh, listen to this. He completed the upside down attempt in 8.9 seconds, faster than the record of 10.81 seconds, just doing it upside down, other than juggling. Evidence from both attempts are being submitted to Guinness. I'll bet they are. Wow. So I can't. No, I, I don't. Uh, I don't do that. I got the brain that uh, remembers what I was doing with when what movie was out at the time. I, I, I can. I just have a weird, goofy mutant ability, if anything, of going. Oh, uh, what was I doing in 1978? Oh, that's when I saw Superman. <laughs> yeah. Or that's 77. That's when I saw Star Wars. Or the car, or I, I just can almost tell you all the movies I've seen, what year they came out. That's the only mutant ability that I have. That I, I, I had to accept a long time ago that my ability is to be a jack of all trades, but a master of none. But it serves you pretty well, though. I mean, it does. Nothing wrong with that. I, I, I know a lot about, I know a little about a lot of things. But that's good because I know a lot about just a couple of big things that don't help me do anything at all. It's useless. I can't make any money doing them. I might can work on the radio. That's not too bad. But uh, No, it does work well in radio. To have our skills. Too. Plus, I have a face radio too. Speaking on there. Now, the Lone Ranger. Shaving makes my face feel like it's been in a knockdown fight with an outlaw. That's why I'm glad there's a skin conditioner in Aqua Velva. Right, Tano? That's right, Kimasabi. Aqua Velva does more than just smell nice. It makes face feel like quiet lake, cool and smooth. Well said, Tano. Aqua Velva. It does a lot more than just smell nice. What's so exciting about RC100 Cola? Nothing. RC100's got nothing. Nothing, nothing. No sugar and no caffeine. Nothing but taste. RC100's got nothing. It's like nothing I've ever seen. If you haven't tasted caffeine-free RC100... You ain't tasted nothing yet. RC100's got nothing. It's got nothing but taste. Thanks for nothing. Back is BK on the air here on AM 1450 and 100.3 FM WBHF. I want to tell you about Cartersville Bicycle Service and Supply. There's a new bicycle shop right here in Cartersville. Did you know that? They're located at the corner of West Avenue and South Tennessee Street, and they're open seven days a week from 7.30 a.m. till 4 p.m. You can call them at 470-315-BIKE. That's 470-315-2453, or just search Cartersville Bicycle on Facebook. Cartersville Bicycle, enjoy the ride. I've got one more news. wonder how long it's going to be before this one makes it over to the uh, U.S. here. Puppies! <clears throat> Hold on. You've got to look outside. Traffic Trooper Jack has his <laughs> two Husky station. Shepherd mixes, and they got one out each window in the back. That's great. That's awesome. We love it when listeners and dogs that listen, even dogs listen to this program. Dog, I think that's they great. know how much we love them. And we do love them. And look, they're, they're almost like they're paving his way. They're looking out each window on each side. They're yep. like the lookouts. Yep. They're like, Sticking their watching, heads out the rear windows. The things. Hey, yeah, hey. hey. You know, that car looks familiar that he's driving. It looks very familiar. It's very familiar. It's, it's a very a nice car. White Lexus. Like yes. I've seen somebody drive that car before. <laughs> it's a great car. By the way, 770-386-1450 if you want to give us a call today. We can take your call and talk about anything holiday that happened to you. I've got uh, one more news from UPI. McDonald's in China confirmed the company is testing 
in-store exercise bikes after video taken inside of one of the eateries went viral online. Yeah, I see you holding your head over there in disgust. I can't believe this. Footage emerged recently on social media showing a woman sitting on a stationary bike while eating a hamburger at McDonald's, and the company confirms the bikes have been installed at seats in different locations in China, including Shanghai. (laughs) McDonald's China said the bike seats are part of the company's Upcycle for Good initiative, which aims to promote, you know, good health and and exercise and stuff. Yeah, okay. Oh, my God. Who the hell cares? I associate eating fast food with going to the gym. Especially McDonald's. Yeah, I mean, a double quarter pound of cheese with fries, you know, you're going to lose weight. Have you ever tried to, like, eat while you were exerting physical activity? Does that... Does that it's go not hand very in pleasant. Hand? I may have tried it once when I was younger, I mean, but I never. I did don't it again. like to eat while I'm running I don't or think doing you're anything. You're supposed to do that. No, you're supposed that's to not... sit down and enjoy a meal. And if I'm thinking I'm, well, these calories is way... right. Well, then maybe I shouldn't be eating here. <laughs> in fact, I've heard that you're supposed to exercise and or hike and walk before you eat, not after. I heard you do it before then, because your it metabolism d- is is up and you can eat after that point. Because they say that's when you're supposed to do it. But the company said the exercise bikes generate electricity that customers can use to charge their cell phones and other devices. Well, maybe. Well, wait a minute. There's the reason right there. <laughs> it's not to lose weight. The company said the bikes are also serves as means of helping customers. <laughs> Here this is at the end. I spoke too soon. Of staying healthier while eating fast food. McDonald's said it's collecting data from two stores and that the exercise bike program might be expanded to more cities. <laughs> instead of uh, instead of getting on an exercise bike to justify the Big Mac, just skip the Big Mac. Or right. say, look, I'll limit. I'll have a Big Mac once in the week, yeah. and I'll go for a hike later. But yeah, but I, I, don't I just it. don't think that that's a good, healthy thing to do while you're eating. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Uh, D- doesn't that open something up to maybe lawsuits? Because if you're sitting there pedaling and you're getting out of control and you're trying to eat at the same time, somebody's not paying attention, they could choke or just spill hot beverage on them while they're right. bo- while they're cycling and, and call a lawyer. That opens like itself it. up to a lot of stuff. I don't like that. I'm I, not going to do it. I won't do it. Yes. I, there you go. I if refuse. I walk into a McDonald's and they're like, we have exercise bikes. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'll sit over here at the table or I'll go through the drive-thru. <laughs> I don't want to sit on and do that. I just sometimes I just vote. I vote with my brain with some of these things. I just go, I refuse to participate in foolishness. I'm just not going to do it. Right. Some people think they have to do things if they're presented to them. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not participating I'm f- in your pandemic panic. I'm not going to participate right. in that. I, I'm still a fan of individual responsibility and yeah. uh, freedom. How about that? You th- isn't that a nice concept? I hope it continues. I'd like to see it go. I'd like to see it given more. <laughs> it would be nice. We just got through Christmas. I'd love to see the gift of but, freedom and individuality. But, but, by the way, speaking of that, Happy New Year 2022. You know how we made fun of 2019 as being the year of Blade Runner because that's when the movie Blade Runner takes place is 2019. Um, this year, 2022, another movie takes place this year that we have looked forward to. I love, Speaking of being hungry, I love people. <laughs> Soylent Green takes place in the year 2022. So there you go. Uh, to Charlton Heston. Who says we're not already doing it? You know, especially when I buy tapioca and it says ingredients, blah 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 tapioca, and I'm like, but what is it? What is tapioca? What is tapioca? It looks like little fish eggs, but I don't really know what it is. You don't, you're not explaining I do like it to me. Tapioca pudding, though. It is. It's really good. Mm. Maybe made out of people. I don't know. Just don't tell me then. <laughs> I'll keep eating it. <laughs> Wouldn't it be crazy if we find out? Because in the movie, it's a conspiracy. They don't want it the news to come out that they're making these little cracker 
green crackers or red ones. They're sort of like red in it too. They're made from a derivative of like a seaweed and, and human human remains. That's how they make Soylent Green. Wouldn't well, it be horrible if the news broke and somebody finally broke the news that like tofu or something uh, is what, what that is? It's like, no, I don't want to give a bad name to You tofu. know that Sorry, meatless but, burger? <laughs> yeah. Psych. It has got meat in it. <laughs> we just didn't call it beef. We, just we were said, right. We're like, it's it beefless. It, it has no animal it beef in it. No, no animal, animal in it at all. Whatever. Plenty of human. I don't think so. You and I'm the, the kind of guy who sits there and goes, and I hear those people in the commercial, and I know it's a commercial they're trying to sell it. They're like, oh, the burger that's made with no meat. And, and it cuts to the guy biting into it, and he's like, I can't tell the difference. Well, you know what? I wanted to try one one day. So I went and tried. I won't name where it's from because several of them have their own meatless burger now, their veggie burger. And I went and tried one, and from the first bite, I said, I can tell this is not a beef burger. Mm-hmm. I can tell. Am I am I just smarter than everybody else that supposedly can't tell the difference? Am yeah. I are my taste buds that honed and and experienced that I can tell it right away? It and it did, it wasn't horrible. I was expecting it to be horrible. Mm-hmm. It tasted acceptable. But I don't want acceptable when I eat a burger. I imagine it tasting like <laughs> every hamburger I had in high school. I want it to taste those soy burgers delicious. they gave us. And that's kind of what it tasted like. Yeah. But I want it to taste delicious. I don't want it to like my like my contractors that I hire, I don't want my food to just get by. Don't just give it to the minimum. <laughs> yeah, don't tell I want, want a wow in my mouth. <laughs> Come on. Right. Me too. Wow me. Think I want to go wow, that's good. Thank goodness you have given me my first sound bite to isolate from you this year Not... in 2022. I want a wow in my mouth. I want a wow that's in my mouth. I'm going to put that one somewhere. Cuz what's the alternative? I like a ho hum. I want an adequate oh, or I like below an average. Eh. Was, hey, how'd you? How was your meal? Eh. It was. Say that to your to your mom or your wife, okay. whoever's made the, did the meal for you. <laughs> it was. Uh, eh. Yeah. See how quick you get the rolling pin upside your head. <laughs> it was what? No, you need a wow. No, I want. I want. I want. If I want a hamburger, I want a big juicy meat burger that's flavorful. Mm-hmm. Maybe flame broiled. I don't care. Just so it's a, it's good. I don't want it to. Go, I don't want to go. Oh, that burger is maybe twenty percent like a real one, and it's okay. No, I'm I don't look you. forward to things like that in my life. I'm with you. I want. And the <laughs> anyway. other thing, and I didn't need the, the the documentary that came out what like twenty years ago now, supersize me to tell me that if right. all I eat is fast food three times a day every day, it's not good for me. I, I knew that. I didn't need anybody to tell me that. I was pretty I well know. aware. And I know when I'm going to <laughs> right. fast food, yeah, exactly. it's not my healthy alternative. Right. I could have gone and gotten fruits and vegetables, but I chose. And I understand that you now offer like walnut yogurt and salads on your menu, but I don't go to your place for that. All right. If I make a salad, it's usually at home because I can make a really good one. Or go to a salad place oh, yeah. that has well, I make that. a really good salad. It weighs about 17 pounds because of all the stuff I put in it. <laughs> I don't go to salad places and get a hamburger. It's just, it works both ways. And if that's your New Year's resolution to lose weight or be a better person or whatnot, that's great to make them. I did make, I did a few years ago say I made a New Year's resolution to not make any new New Year's resolutions and kept it. But this year I did make one. I told Alan this earlier this morning. And I said, listen, my New Year's resolution this year, 2022, it's small, but I'm starting out small. I'm going to, uh, I don't know. Try not to use as many profanity words when I'm on the interstate in traffic. Maybe 5% less. And, you know, cut down, take a small number and start off with it. That's what I'm going to do. Because yeah. I can get pretty I can get pretty bad when I'm driving. I turn into a, to- a lot of people turn into totally different people. I know people who are some of the nicest people I've ever met. Once they're behind that wheel and someone cuts them off, 
they turn, I'm like, I didn't even know you knew words like that. <laughs> when you're in your car and someone does something to oh, you, you in your car, insulated. you feel like your car is your home. Mm-hmm. A lot of people recognize your car as it's, you're just bringing your house with you. You're traveling in it's your home. It's a smaller your version. You have That's some right. of your things in it. So when you do something, and don't get me wrong, I, I'm, I'm a human being. I'm not Mr. Spock. I don't uh, have, uh, I can't suppress my emotions. But if someone does something really stupid that almost caused me to lose my life in a car, mm-hmm. I'm going to get a little angry at them. You will like, get Why urged. did you do that? You know, <laughs> with a couple of descriptive I'm, metaphors. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm going to try to do it less because, number one, I've, I realize now as I get older, when I do that, I'm elevating my blood pressure. I'm making myself self-stressed. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jerry Jerry Lewis used to joke about, he got to where he was like, okay, when someone does something bad to me on the interstate or on the road, I pull up beside him and, and I clap and look at him and go, Yay! good job. You're so great. How, how you doing? Good to see you. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and the guy usually winds up looking at him like, what the heck wrong, wrong with you? With Instead guy. of getting mad, I'm like, sometimes don't make works. eye contact, Marge. Don't make eye contact. <laughs> Tunnel the crazies vision. are out. Tunnel vision. Tunnel vision. So, yeah, a little, uh, a little. Uh, well, we don't get into etiquette like that very often in this show, but we did today. But what the heck? It's 2022. We're gonna take a break now. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about Spider-Man. We'll review Hawkeye, The Kingsman, Matrix. Oh my goodness, Book of Boba Fett. We're gonna talk, try to sneak it all in. And I got actual topics too that I can squeeze in. And a fact about Spider-Man: No Way Home that you might not know about concerning money. <laughs> You've been driving by theaters for the past few days. You notice that the parking lots are full again. Pandemic or no, Spider-Man has lit a fuse. Marvel Cinematic Universe is at it again. It's BK on the air. We'll return after these messages. I'm getting a lot of great ideas. That's why SNH calls it the idea book. Wait till you see what I'm getting, Jack. You mean I can get all these things with SNH green stamps? Housewares, clocks, radios, board stuff, linens. They really do have everything. Well, what do you think? A Cuisinart for Jack? He's a great chef. Here's to SNH green stamps. And here's to the stores that give them. SNH green stamps. Say, make your money do more. My guest today Thank is. Thank you. Did you hear the one about the fellow walked into a barber shop? Hold it, Uncle Milty. This is my show. It was. What did I do? Come in too late for the feature? I'm talking to a cartoon. But I'd like to say something, Uncle Milty. Oh, no. How did I get booked on this show? i got to find a new agent. That's right. Look one up in the yellow pages. It's the fast, easy way to find almost anything. Thanks. Eh, what's, what's up, up Doc? Doc? For fast information about almost anything, let your fingers do the walking through the yellow pages. Stand by to receive our transmission. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Well, Happy New Year to everyone out there. It's 2022. It's BK on the air here on AM 1450 and 100.3 FM WBHF. I'm glad to be here for a new year, continuing to uh, dispense retro geek talk radio and trying to go back into the back of my mind and think of things you might have forgotten about or bringing up things that you forgot or uh, new things that we'd like, like the new movies that are coming out and give them a review, which we've been doing all day today so far. No channel Star Wars Star Wars Extra Report today, so I'm going to do on this day in history today. It is January 1st. It's a New Year's Day, January 1st, today. 1818 is the day Mary Shelley, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, or the modern Prometheus, is published anonymously by the small London publishing house of Lackington, Hughes, Harding, Maver, and Jones on this day. Back when uh, they first got a little sample of Frankenstein and boy a lot of people thought it was horrific which was a horrific story at the time and how many ways has it been made 
into a movie into other genres over the uh, over the many years. I would say countless culturally significant. <laughs> and you know, one comedic turn at it turned into a a, a podcast with the Wilder Wilder Ride and yeah. Frankenstein, which was great. So it's 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 a you think about it. You might get tired of it. And my wife is like, if I see another Frankenstein movie, <laughs> I am going to kill you and build a Frankenstein out of you. I'm like, okay, I understand that, but it is an amazing story. I mean, just think of the base story of a of a scientist who can't handle death you know so he's like well i'm going to cheat death i'm going to beat it and i'm going to bring i'm going to reanimate dead tissue and bring it back to life raw materials as mm-hmm. he calls it and it's it's a horrific thing because as we know in frankenstein the monster is the doctor the monster that he makes is not a monster it's just a childlike thing with with a with a simple brain that does not know what it's doing and it's been treated that way in a lot of things so Frankenstein first published on this day. 1928, the first air-conditioned office on this day in history opens in San Antonio, Texas on this day in 1928, air-conditioning. And they're in Texas, and boy, I bet they were glad to wow. have it. Wow. And how funny, it was either in Texas, I figured it would have been Texas, New Mexico, or California, or somebody out west, and it was. Uh, 1939, on this day in history, you'll appreciate this one, Alan. Hewlett-Packard is founded by Bill Hewlett and Dave Packard in a garage in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Silicon Valley. 1939, Hewlett Packard. Yeah, but starts. they were dealing with what office supplies initially. I guess. I guess yeah, it wasn't computers yeah. <laughs> or copiers. That's the, the genesis of the whole thing started and inched its way up through history. There. That's wild. 1966, this song reached number one on the Billboard Pop Chart. Now, I'm not going to do the song. I'm just going to do what it means. It's this song. There you go, right there. Bye. Wait, that's a clue. Yeah, it's a clue. It was quiet. Yeah. It was silent. Yes. It was It was awful quiet. Yes, it was. Real <laughs> quiet, especially on radio. Yeah, or whatever. I'm going to be mad that I can't think of it. It's Simon and Garfunkel's Sound of Silence. The Sound of was Silence. Was number one on the Billboard chart on this day in 1966, the year I was born. Today in 1971 was a significant date, January 1st. Cigarette advertisements were banned on television on this day. And I thought it was later than that. I didn't know it was 1971. That's when I was like starting, just about starting kindergarten uh, school. 1976, on this day, January 1st, NBC replaces the Peacock logo with a large N for NBC, and the design of the new logo approached a million dollars for the design, and it was subject to a copyright infringement. I don't know what it was ripped off or ripping off or whatever, costing NBC an additional $800,000 for that logo. So I don't know what big N that looked like that back in the day that they got copyrighted for. But I remember when the Peacock was NBC's logo, then they just mm-hmm. changed that N, which half of it was blue, half of it was red. Just a big in for NBC and their tone. Doo, 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 I, NBC. Don't, I don't charge enough for my creative effort. You don't. You do that. You should charge a little bit more. Make that one of your. Someone charged a major broadcast and they paid copyright infringement because they first could of pay. all they paid for a design. Yeah, a million dollars, and then the design had a copyright flaw. Something. Yeah, that they ended up having to settle another for another eight hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. You need to make that. I'm your, not charging enough. That's a new New Year's resolution for you charge more 1980 the comic strip the far side made its debut in the san francisco chronicle by gary larson on Great. this day in 1980 i didn't know it was that old i thought it was a little later well, it took a little that. while to get like around yeah. the world still didn't know it was that but it's still ago. to this day one of the funniest comic strips out there today in 1985 you got to see music videos on another channel starting on this day. The H1? The H1 premiered on this day in 1985, January the 1st. They sometimes wait till New Year's Day to do things because it's a big date. You know, like it's a new year. Launching something new for a Let's new year. 1996. I didn't know this. Let's see if you knew this. 
1996, on this day in history, January the 1st, after 27 years, Betty Rubble, we were talking about the Flintstones earlier, made her debut as a Flintstone vitamin. I didn't know that she wasn't in there. I didn't even think about that. But there was no Betty in the Flintstone vitamin. I didn't know that either. Until 1996. Birthdays today. Hey, in 1735, he was born in 1735. It's his birthday today. The British are coming. The British are coming. Paul Revere's birthday is today. Oh, he was a New Year's American Day. American silversmith baby. and patriot. He died in 1818. Today is Franklin Jella's birthday. Actor, Dracula, Frost, Nixon, uh, the, uh, the seventh, what is the gate? The, the, the ninth gate by Roman Polanski. What else was he in? He was in Cutthroat Island with Wasn't Gina Davis. was he Dave? The, 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 the movie about the president? Yep, yeah. he was in Dave. The manipulative chief of Frost, staff Nixon. who was going to run for office at yep. the end. And, and yeah. I'm always like Frank Langella. He, to me, I don't think he's ever got the uh, the big enough role of respect that's, that's due him because he is a, he's a fantastic actor. got very big presence. I thought he was great as Dracula. He was one of the first Draculas to ever show up on film with no fangs. They had fangs ready for him in Dracula. John Badham that directed Dracula in 79 that John Williams did the music for said, uh, here, are your, here are your fangs. He's like, I, I don't want to wear fangs. I don't want them. He goes, I don't need them because he had played him on Broadway. Mm-hmm. He went from playing Dracula on Broadway to the film. And he never has – all the other people who turn into vampires in that film have the fangs. They have – they come back as the hissing vampires. But he, you never see him with fangs at all. Hmm. And it was a move. I don't know why he did it. But um, it worked. I thought it was a good version of Dracula. There are better ones and not so good versions of Dracula out there. And I thought he made a great Dracula. He played Skeletor in the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe movie, That's too. And right. he was over the top, awesome, best part of the movie. Uh, and, and acting through that mask takes a lot of effort. Ask a lot of the uh, Planet of the Apes actors how much it takes to act through makeup and masks sometimes. That's why they hire good actors to do that. Today is Robert's Blossom birthday today. And I don't know if that rings a bell with you, but I'll tell you who he was. Fantastic character actor. He died in 2011, but his birthday today. He was in Home Alone, Deranged, The Great Gatsby, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and Christine, just to name a few things that he was in. Oh, the old guy. He's the old guy. He's the neighbor next door. You don't have to run from me. If you uh, see me, you could say hello. (laughs) Just watched Home Alone. Right. He's also the old man in Close Encounters where he's like, he's the old man out there waiting, waiting for the ship to come back. You know, around the, uh, it's like, please stop and be friendly. He holds up the big sign as the ship comes through. That's so wild. He's also the old man that sells Artie the the, the car and Christine, Mm -hmm. John Carpenter's Christine. He also plays Ed Gein, which is a re, which is a uh, movie based on um, the serial killer Ed Gein called Deranged back in the seventies. It was a, hor- a hor- horrific role, but he was really good in it. He also plays in like the first episode of Amazing Stories. He's the guy, old man waiting for the train to come and get him after he dies in the Amazing Stories first episode. I think huh. I think it was the first episode, and a train crashes through the living room and he takes definitely him to very heaven. recognizable. Great actor, and I was a big fan. Of his his birthday today. We'll be back. Throughout history, he has filled the hearts of men with terror and the hearts of women with desire. Dracula, starring Frank Langella with Laurence Olivier. Dracula, from Universal, rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. Sure, Sir Isaac Newton unraveled the mysteries of gravity, but could he have unraveled the mysteries of Rubik's Cube? Three weeks ago, Judge Smith retired to her chambers with Exhibit A, Rubik's Cube. She hasn't been seen since. Warning, once you get your hands on Rubik's Cube, 
you may never be able to put it down. Rubik's Cube. Over three billion combinations, but just one solution from Ideal. Hey, Melissa, you're not going to believe this. My music is on cable TV. It's on VH1. Video hits one. Smoky, hot news. My music's on VH1. Hey, Stevie, I'm so excited. My music's on the very hot one. VH1. I just called to say. My music's on the hot one. The very hot one. VH1. 24 hours a day, seven days a week on cable TV. Hello, Mr. Cable Operator. We, we want music. music. Hey, it's BK on the air. We're back. We did on this day in history before we went to a break. We also want to add that, uh, Alan, it's National Hangover Day. Appropriately National named. Hangover Day today. You know how you prevent the hangover? In case, for those folks who are not Is there a way to prevent it by just not doing well, it? Well, <laughs> okay, back up. If you choose to partake, but you, you want don't okay. want the hangover, right, yeah. or you want to limit your hangover, right. how do you do remember that? to keep drinking water. You Along know, with everything else. You know what a hangover is? When you so dehydrate, because when you're drinking alcohol, you're probably using the bathroom a lot, uh, you're talking uh, a lot, you're, uh, uh-huh, and you're uh-huh, not. Uh-huh. So what happens is your yeah. brain starts to swell from lack of water, uh-huh. and the pain you're feeling is literally your brain uh-huh. swelling in your skull. So you can't use the excuse, well, there's water in the alcohol. There's water in this. Uh, no. There's H2O in you there. You have to have actual water. You mean more water. Drink lots of water. Plain I always water. say this. If you drink a glass of water in between <laughs> each drink, You'll yeah. probably be okay. Really? But it won't it won't dull the effects you're supposed to get, right? You still feel happy. Well, I guess for the it, reason you're I guess doing there's it? a difference if you're going to you know if you're if you're going out just to slam. Right. There's no help. Well, I you. guess you just have some guys or folks, whoever, just have to stop and ask themselves a question. Do I want to drink water with everything else and not have as good a time tonight? As I would have, right. or do I want to just have the best time I have tonight and just pay for it and tomorrow? And be miserable, swearing I'll You'll never do this again. Amazed at the people who choose the latter. <laughs> I know. So, yeah. I don't like wow. the idea ever of feeling like I've lost my day because I'm not feeling well. I don't like getting and it's sick. Something you did. I don't like it that way. And yeah. right. And this is not just picking up a bug or like. Right. I don't like losing a day because of the stupidity of my right. actions the day before because and, I've got no one else to blame and, but me. And you know what I did when people had a hangover? To me, it's Turn the radio not, up? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not the same as being sick or having a disease or something. I feel sympathy for someone who's legitimately sick with a virus or right. something. Right. But if you're I'll, hungover, that's a jo- that's to be made fun of. I'm, I don't care that you feel right. bad. It's your fault. You chose you did to it. do what you did. So I'm going to turn this volume up. And you up know what? As if high it's as I the can get first it. time you didn't know you're wild and crazy in college, it's I okay. get it. But a fully grown adult paying bills with a job, you you're know, still getting hangovers. You know, right? And if you're out there still, and you can't come to work uh, on Monday, or you come in looking like you just crawled out of the bottle, I'm going to make fun of you. That's a problem. I'm going to make fun of you. Yeah, it's a new year. It's 2022. I don't want to remind people all the all through the year 2021, we would always talk about on this day in history, and I'd always throw in some things that happened in 1981 because that was 40 years ago. Well, this year. I'm going to start talking about 1982 because that's 40 years ago, and it's part of being nostalgic. Talking about things that happened in movies that opened on certain dates. There's some really good movies that came out in 40 years ago. Is a lot. Well, one right now I'm going to remind everybody about 1982. A little sci-fi movie called Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan was released in June of 1982. Nobody would hire him after that movie. Paramount Pictures, because he was an ex-con. <laughs> they almost didn't hire him for that movie because he's an ex-Rourke. <laughs> 
from Fantasy Island, but he broke that mold, didn't he? He, I completely forgot he was Mr. Rourke when I watched Star Trek Two. He did it. Still, Ricardo Montalban, one of the, the best, best villains, Trek movie, one of the best villains in sci-fi history. He always makes the top ten. Well, you can see the Wrath of Khan again thanks to Flashback Cinema. Go to flashbackcinema.net. We always keep you up to date on Flashback Cinema and Fathom Events when they do stuff. January the 9th, Sunday, January the 9th, and Wednesday, January the 12th, you can see Kirk and Khan battle all over again. And this is a director's cut 4K remaster version of this, so it's probably going to look good. Because the last time we all went, theater. we did. I, last I time I you went like, with me, but the last time I saw the Wrath of Khan, it looked good. It was a really I, I good I was print, disappointed because so. it was such a muted – whatever whatever cinema we were in, whatever print it was, it looked like they needed to replace the bulb in the projector. It was that so could, dim. You know what? That could be uh, part of the thing that I was complaining about earlier about people not doing their jobs and watching what they're doing. Make sure mm-hmm. – I, I, my pet peeve is make sure the sound and everything in the theater is right for me because mm-hmm. I just plunked down – what. 12 15 bucks to watch right. this. I want everything to be nice and fine. By the way, when I saw Spider-Man, we we paid the extra few dollars and saw it in the Extreme Theater. Oh, you saw it the bigger the bigger the, their version of the IMAX, but not quite. Oh yeah. my god, the sound was so good. Oh yeah, it's it's really good. Well, going back to Spider-Man, we're we're continuing our review of things that uh, that came out. Spider-Man No Way Home is still topping the box office right now. I'm going to play a soundbite of Tom Holland earlier uh, a couple of weeks ago talking with uh, late night with Seth Meyers about a little known fact about the Spider-Man costume that I didn't know about. Hmm. I mean, it's important and I think, you know, when it comes to something like that, the uh the rules really stem from the top, you know. Playing Spider-Man on set, you have a responsibility to follow the rules so that everyone else sees you doing it so they copy you. That said, there were times that we would have a bit of fun with it. I remember in the Spider-Man suit, because the thing is so tight, the zip sometimes gets stuck and it's a nightmare. I'll have like half of it off and I'm like, please just get this thing off of me. And we have a bottle of lube. Uh-huh. That we like squirt on the zips to like yeah. get it open and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's why we have one too. Yeah. That's why we have <laughs> bottles of lube. Yeah, because zippers. Right. But anyway, we're on set and uh, Mitch Bell is there. Mitch Bell is one of our big Marvel producers. He's in charge of the money. So, you know, like a COVID shutdown for him is a very serious thing and he's taking it very seriously. And this bottle of lube does suspiciously look like a bottle of hand sanitizer. Uh-huh. So he walks over and he's chatting to me and he's like, hey man, can I get some of that hand sanitizer? And I look at my brother Harry and I'm like, this is about to be golden. <laughs> so I'm squeezing all this stuff on him. I'm squeezing it, squeezing it, squeezing it. And he walks off and you can see him on set like this hand sanitizer. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> stories from Spider-Man on the set. And I, I could see that happening because have you ever put on, have you ever put on a Stormtrooper outfit or anything like that? I know you've tried on some costumes but have you ever tried mm-hmm. on any of the bigger ones no it is it's not fun and he, it was even worse for the guys back in star wars because their armor got better over the years the, the armor you can buy now and wear like as a stormtrooper 10 times better than what they had in the 70s i mean if you've got one on now you can't go to the bathroom you can't sit down like if you're wearing a Vader costume or even the Michael Keaton Batman costume or something like that. So I sympathize with – I've had one on for Halloween's past many years ago. So being in the Spider-Man outfit – and think about it. You're on set on a major film that they're spending, spending millions of dollars. You're not going to be able to take it off too many times to go to the bathroom. They're like, well, you're in suit. We need to stay in suit because i got to get the shots and stuff like that. Make sure you go to the bathroom first. That's what I want to I just heard recently because I, I was that. listening to one of the uh, podcasts about RoboCop and that Peter oh, Weller. Yeah, another one, yeah. Yeah. was just miserable playing because by the time they got him all in and bolted in the makeup, he'd be like, I oh, can yeah. go to the bathroom. Like, oh, your move, 
creep. Well, we got to take you all completely out of this go now. Go to the bathroom by the time we get it back on again because it's going to take hours to. And his was his was very intricate, even more so. Even back then, it's better now. Even with the Iron Man costumes with with Robert Downey Jr., they're you know they're lighter now and they're quicker mm-hmm. and just just get better at doing things over the years. But RoboCop was in the '80s. It's still kind of old school special effects and stuff. And I'm sure it was very uncomfortable. Plus, they had to melt his face. Remember how Peter All Miller the looked to that to that when, edge where whenever like they would have the, on his the, head. So intricate. I mean, it, but it, just it's like, you, you just think that that's the problem. Sometimes you've got the costume designers like they're building this, and they don't think of the fundamental. Well, what if he has to go to the bathroom? Right. They just want it to look. What good. if you get like that kind of like the burrito hits like unexpectedly, and you're like, that's a different I bathroom need, trip. I need to get to the bathroom. Like, well, now. it's going to take thirty minutes to get you out of this. No, I don't have thirty I don't minutes. Have thirty minutes. <laughs> I mean, I do, but it's going to be an awful messy cleanup. You've, you've been behind behind the wheel of the car during that, right? On a trip, everyone when you're driving. Has, there's nobody in the sound of a voice that hasn't been hit on the planet. And you go, oh no. Am I going to make it? And then yeah. something about in your yeah. mind, the closer you realize you're getting to pot, it gets worse. It gets worse. Why is that? Because I know it's terrible. It's almost like the little trick. It's like the signals in your brain right. are like signaling a happy dance, and the happy dance means right. we get to go now. Well, no, you don't get to go now. <laughs> I still have to park. I have to get inside. I have Dude, to get to the bathroom. <laughs> I've pulled into my garage before, and has been, and I haven't even remembered closing the garage door or my car door when I run into the house because I go in and take care of it, come back out and go, oh, I didn't close any of the doors. You know when you house, get that quiver, oh, when you no, just yeah, feel like you've terrible. strained every muscle? And when you talk, you sound like Bruce Springsteen singing. <laughs> You're like, yeah, hey, okay, I got to get in the house now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's put let's put Spider-Man behind us because we got more to review. Bottom line, you and I both loved it. Two thumbs up. I don't think they could have done a better job. It's the MCU melding older Spider-Man productions from Sony with the new stuff, and it just meshed beautifully, just like Ghostbusters Afterlife. It was a very satisfying film. Yeah, I it was it two thumbs up. It was great. It really it's was definitely great. in my mind the best Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. It's pushed its domestic haul as of Thursday to five hundred and fifty-one million, but but worldwide. It has taken in $1.2 billion, and I have no doubt it's going to make a billion here in America. So Not too bad. It's on its way to doing it. Now, now it's going to, you know, isn't it weird? We're eventually, you and I, we're going to reach the point to where a billion dollars for a film gross isn't going to be spectacular anymore. Remember when it used to be a big deal? It is kind of still, think still it sort is. of a big deal now. <laughs> no, but I'm is, saying we will yeah. reach the point where we're like, oh, I just made a billion? Okay. Well, you know what's wow. crazy? If you look at the other movie that made a significant amount of money this year, because this was the year they're trying to get more people back to the 2021, theater. 2021, And yeah. a lot of the movies still didn't do like they could have done right. two years ago. But ironic, the other movie that made a ton of money <clears throat> was Venom. Yeah, believe it or not, it did very well. So and we have a Spider-Man spinoff and Spider-Man as your Sony. two top grossing films of the year. Yep. Say we always say listen. And now I want to go end. see the sequel to Venom. As much as I hated Venom, I, I I was, I told you I watched it. It was on cable or something. It's like it was free or streaming. Right. And I was like, I can't believe that Tom Hardy did this movie. It's a terrible movie. It, well, it the, is. I didn't like anything didn't like about him. the first Venom. I didn't either. And because of our cut sequence of our kind of our uh, mid credit sequence, I'm like. Right. I guess I got to go see the sequel to well, Venom now. Because of the mid credit sequence in Spider Man. Tom Hardy's not going to be Venom anymore because if you remember the scene, you know, Venom is there. All of a sudden, he's in he, where, where we see Venom in the in the sequence in, in the credit sequence in the new Spider-Man film. He's in the world of Tom Holland's MCU. He's there because he's reacting. You know, where am I? What happened? Because right. you see him get transported there in his post-credit sequence, his last Venom film. 
Well, all of a sudden, Doctor Strange, when he threw the spell, everyone faded away and went back to their own universe, including Tom Hardy's Venom. So now he's gone back to where he's supposed to be in his universe, wherever that is, I guess. And then the little piece of the Venom was left behind for maybe to get on somebody else to become Venom now. So I think that may mean, unless they try to do another Tom Hardy Venom film in his, wherever he is, uh, we may have someone else become Venom for Tom for a t- Tom Holland to fight. Or will Venom become its own suit anyway? Just by I don't itself. know. I don't know that it did that in the comic. They may do that for the movies. I'm not sure because if you remember in Spider-Man three when uh, Tobey Maguire found out the bells drove it crazy, it actually without a symbiote was trying to grow into this big thing, screaming when it came out of Eddie Brock. Right at the end. So who knows what's going to happen? They got they left a lot of doors open. But thumbs up on Spider-Man. No, no way home. It was a great movie. It was just very interesting to have that mid-credit sequence where he's talking about, "I gotta go meet this guy." <laughs> right. And also, like, oh, he's disappeared. Like my my daughter sitting next to me had not seen Venom, so she right. didn't understand a bit about that. A lot of people like, will go back and watch Venom now. Like, I'm what, sure. What the heck was that? I'm like, oh, that's the guy Venom. Speaking well, where was Venom? Well, it was the voice talking to him. We'll review more when we come back. It's big on the air. President Cleveland, home for a cleanup. These men can't waste time with stubborn dirt. That's why they use industrial strength janitor in a drum. The same industrial strength cleaner you can use at home to cut cleaning down to size. Tough enough for a playroom floor, tame enough for a baby's high chair. Janitor in a drum from Texas. It does the work, not you. You brought home champagne. No, it's Martini and Rossi Asti Spumanti. It's imported champagne. It's imported Asti Spumanti. Mmm, it's delicious champagne. It's delicious Martini and Rossi Asti Spumanti. It's really delicious champagne. It's delicious Martini and Rossi Asti Spumanti. Martini and Rossi Asti Spumanti. We're back. It's BK on the air here. Happy New Year 2022. We're having a wonderful time as we do every Saturday here on WBHF. Listen for me on the podcast. I turn the show into the podcast uh, after I'm done on Saturday. You can hear it on uh, YouTube and Anchor and uh, SoundCloud and even uh, Spotify. Just do BK on the air podcast search and you'll find it. Let's move on to other reviews today. Uh, you and I got to watch the entire series of Hawkeye on Disney Plus, and the, the the finale happened once we were off the air, so mm-hmm. we, we got to watch it and didn't do a show last week. But thoughts about the finale of Hawkeye? We liked the show anyway when it was on, and, and it was entering ever so closely for me as it went along to be the best, my favorite MCU show on um, on Disney Plus. What did you think about the finale of Hawkeye? It was fantastic. Episode? I think it was the longest episode finale they've ever done so far of a show so far. I think if I don't know, I, that I don't can't remember compared to Loki because right? there were several episodes of Loki but, that were long. But, but the running time, I didn't feel it because it was no, so well done. No, it uh, it's definitely tied for my favorite. I still think WandaVision, I, The reason I like it so much because it expands the world. Where right. Hawkeye is really just about one character dealing with 
not only the aftermath of the blip, right. but then trying to come back to normal and trying to get back home. And I liked it because it was a completely different story arc than WandaVision, which was not accepting what happened to her at all. Um, Loki, I thought, was great, but gosh, Jeremy Renner, such a good actor. And Wonderful actor. Haley yes. Steinfeld could hang with him in every scene, had just enough of the comedic element, but could do serious and keep it all moving. And, and I loved it. chemistry together. And you talk about the, the dramatic element, too, which was there. when Her interaction with her mom when she find out what's going on, all the seedy and mm-hmm. sordid uh, crimin- criminal activity that's been going on and she, it shocks her and whatnot. And her, her, <laughs> her, I, think, I think they're trying to turn her, her mom's boyfriend or fiancé into the swordsman, which is another Marvel character. But they handled it with a comedic mm-hmm. uh, the twist to it because he used swords. And you had well, to and then it. to find out Hawkeye's uh, wife might actually be part of the MCU. Yeah. Uh, was it Mockingbird? Could she be? She could be Mockingbird. She, what are they going to – how are they going to go I didn't with that? see that yeah. coming. I couldn't figure out what the watch no. subplot was. I think in general – the, the small screen for Marvel has been a, a tremendous success. I don't know that What If was as good as I was hoping it would be, but it was still fun. Still fun to watch. Though. Falcon really and the Winter good. Soldier was probably the most disappointing of the series. Right. But still not bad. Right. It, not, none of them were bad. I, suppose, I, I didn't skip any of them. They, <laughs> no, they all I, got watched. And, and I didn't stop watching them, which meant they held But I've interest, gone back so. and rewatched WandaVision, and I've rewatched Loki, and I will very much likely rewatch Hawkeye. In fact, I've I've watched most of the episodes twice because I would watch it when it would debut, then rewatch it with my wife. So I thought the Hawkeye finale was great. Uh, it, it was satisfying. Sometimes I hate when things end when you're like, "Oh, that didn't do anything for me. That wasn't a great ending." I thought it was a great ending. A lot of people were complaining about the post credit sequence of Rogers the musical that we got to see, and I thought that was probably. What else could they do except well, show us that? Hear? I thought it was great. They had a whole separate post-credit sequence with um, Kingpin, right? I and they decided too. it probably would be very, uh, it wouldn't be as dramatic. Right now, leave it on the cliffhanger: is he alive or not? Right. It makes it a much better ending to not know what Echo has done or if he survives it. Right. If they had just twenty seconds later, basically say, "Oh, by the way, he's alive, he's and alive. he's got plans and plots," and, and we. We all maybe kind of know he's still alive anyway. Right. But it's better to leave it this way. So they intentionally chose not to go with that. And it was lighthearted in a way with all the seriousness set during Christmas. To end with Rogers the Musical, I thought was really a fun it was funny. breather, and it was funny and it was hilarious. And we were all we were watching it, going, "This is hilarious!" Okay, yeah. If something happened in New York, somebody would get together and make a musical out of it to turn it into that because every bird is a singing <laughs> line, and it right. was just so over the top. Stupid. I can do this all stay. stupid as a musical. That's it. Well, all musicals to me sound like stupid like that because right. I'm not into them. I, I just I hear them all like that. So, and I apologize to everybody that loves musicals, but I can't. Uh, I can't get in yeah, to them like that. There are that very few, so. and it's a very yeah. small list of things that I'm en- I enjoy as a musical. But I, I Hawkeye. did Hawkeye. Let's put this way. I said I said it was very much turning out to be like my diehard something I want to watch every Christmas. Sure, I could very much see rewatching this every Christmas. Watching it it's only does. six episodes. They flow so quickly together. And even someone was complaining. I was re- I hate when I read online, but it's like geeks that have their podcast or not podcast, but like their uh, blog posts or their oh yeah their their online magazines. Right. It's like they've got to be contrarian for the sake of it, even if it's great. I yeah. can't believe Hawkeye's been reduced to playing LARP when he took on the universe's bad guys. <laughs> I'm like, was he supposed to well. go in there and start hacking people up? I mean, he's not going to do that. How? Why do? Why are these, some of these writers and these reviewers just dumb? Because they probably LARP. 
You ever think about that? It may but be hitting too close to home. The fact that they use that subplot of the LARPers <laughs> yeah. throughout, which I get. Sometimes I think the problem with some of these younger people, they never watched episodic TV having to right. wait a week. Yeah. So they just assume, oh, everything you just introduced now is stupid because I don't know, I can't see uh, where it's right. going. Rather than wait till the end of the season and yeah. go, oh, that's why they introduced these guys. Yeah, kids, back when we watched television, we usually had got one episode of something a week and we didn't see it till the next week. And then when the show went away for six months, we didn't see a resolution for six months. Mm-hmm. We had to wait. And even we do, we have to wait now with some streaming shows waiting to come back for the next season. But it's not instant gratification. Right. We didn't have that I, like that. I think, because uh, I know we got some other things to review quickly, but I think in general, big hit for the Marvel big Cinematic hit. Hawkeye, Universe. Hawkeye, We've had a lot of, I had, like I joked last time, I said, I have a lot of Christmas gifts this year. Marvel gave me a Christmas gift of Hawkeye, which was really a Christmas gift because it was set during and Christmas. the music was great. All the Christmas great. music, it was great. The and uh, and Spider-Man No Way Home was a Christmas gift, more than I ever could have imagined because it mixes a Spider-Man universe that's my still kind of my favorite that I remember mm-hmm. fondly with Tobey Maguire in with this. And it didn't make fun of any of them or overshadow any of them it gave them all i thought that they were just going to be cameos but they weren't they were integral parts of that film both andrew garfield and toby mcguire and something that was i think i read is a happy accident but it makes you realize that the hawkeye story was probably taking place very similar timeline to no way home right because when spider-man swings over rockefeller square and you see the big giant christmas tree it looks exactly like the christmas tree in Rockefeller Square, right. that Hawkeye gets stuck in. <laughs> and and I told you that they make a reference in Hawkeye. There's a line where they, the, the the line is, oh, the uh, someone says something about the new and improved Statue of Liberty out there. I'm like, oh. And then I saw Spider-Man. I'm like, oh, they're talking about the uh, Captain America shield that's being added mm-hmm. to the Statue of Liberty, which gets knocked off and almost destroyed, or knocked off the statue in Spider-Man. So, yeah, that's... Adding Captain America's statue to her to her torch. That was, uh, that was an homage to, uh, and it just makes me think, oh, no, is he dead? Is Steve Rogers dead? I think he, I thought he was just an old man somewhere living out his life. I don't want him to be dead because he didn't die in the comic book. He got reverted back to his strong self. But this is movie continuities that we're talking about. So, anyway, great stuff. Hawkeye, thumbs up. I think we both give a thumbs up yep. to Spider-Man No Way Home. We've got a couple of a couple of a couple of minutes for the top of the hour here, but uh, looks like somebody's calling in. BK on the air, WBHF. Hello, who's this? This is Tim, and I have no idea how I got so far off base with you and Alan on Hawkeye. Normally, my Saturday mornings are a hundred percent aligned with you. Oh, really? But we are not aligned. On- Oh no! Yeah. You, you didn't like it. You didn't enjoy the Hawkeye series, the streaming series. Did you watch the same show? I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I thought so. Jeremy Renner is great, right? He uh-huh. could do oh, he yeah. could do anything, but they really failed. And and so I'm not the expert you guys are, but in my humble opinion, they failed to develop the whole Kill Ronan. They brought in Kingpin, and it never worked between uh, him and and his new. Uh, uh, I can't remember her name. I don't know. It just it felt dead to me. Where Falcon and Winter Soldier was the best. Oh, so you like Falcon and Winter Soldier? Well, it was it was very well done too. I, what was weird about me is when I heard about all these shows coming out, I thought, oh well, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to be my favorite show because I'm such a Captain America fan, and he's going to become Captain America and is going to continue along the espionage and, and spy stuff and things like that. But it, it was like probably my least favorite show, but uh, I guess we'll have to, we, we can disagree on that, but you got to admit, I think all of the Marvel shows were, were, were pretty good in their own right. None of them were really bad, or do you just think Hawkeye stunk? 
Oh, so I agree. They were great. Hawkeye just didn't make it for me. They did not develop it. It was too corny, and I like corny. I like you guys. You're corny. But that <laughs> oh, wow. one just Good. didn't work for me. Well, <laughs> we're coming up on a break, wow. but, hey, that's a different opinion. We appreciate it, respect it, and I'm glad that you're out there, buddy. Thanks for calling. Hey, happy New Year to both of you. Happy New happy Year, New buddy. Year. Keep listening. All right, bye-bye. Wow, okay, so he did not like Hawkeye. I feel like I'm in Bizarro World. What I know, just I'm happened? Like, did we slip did through one of those portals? What is your major malfunction, numbnuts? After these messages, we'll be right back. Say it again. We've got lots of style. We've got a lot to smile about. In a special way, we're going to light your nights and fill your days. Make a dance, make a sing. really shocking. Look, carefree sugarless gum here, Trident here. Both cost the same, yet carefree gives you 32% more gum by weight than Trident. And carefree's taste electrifying. Then the electricity. I'll think about it in Washington, A.C. That's Washington, D.C. Get more gum with carefree. Now in bubble gum, too. More gum. Carefree sugarless gum. Many of our contestants are chosen from the studio audience, so if you'd like to be one, write us and close the self-addressed stamped envelope and mail to tickets. Match Game 73, CBS Television City, 7800 Beverly Boulevard, Los Angeles, California, 90036. We're back. It's BK on the air. Got BK, a call from um, somebody that didn't like uh, Hawkeye. Did we, we really get liked pulled it. into an alternate reality? I don't, I don't know. I guess I start. When someone did brings we see up points a, like that, I go, I'm like, am I not? Is the show not that good? I start doubting myself. But did I shouldn't we see do a that. different Hawkeye? I don't know. I don't know. I thought we saw the but Hawkeye like that it. came out for everybody else, but right. apparently we didn't. <laughs> when, when the, when the, I'm so confused. When the, number one, when Hawkeye saw the owl in the Christmas tree looking at him, and he was so cute. I'm like, oh, look, there's an little owl in the Christmas tree. And then later, they shrink, like, huh. <laughs> they shrink the, 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 the moving van down to tiny with a with a hank, with a, with uh, a pim with arrowhead. A pim arrow. And then the owl picks it up and takes them off. You're like, oh, this is going to eat them. It's like, I just thought, that's this is my when, favorite show. I mean, so many really good little it. lines here or there that are ta- that are classic was, Marvel. When she's like, where are you? I was like, um, I'm, I'm in... I'm I'm overlooking the scene. Where are you? I'm, I'm up in I the tree. Know. I'll get you down. No, no, I'm fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay well, here. And, and then he, she goes, "Hold on." And you're like, "What are you doing? No, don't do any. Don't don't <laughs> no, do anything." No. <laughs> and then she snaps the two guy wires. Like, what are you what are you doing? <laughs> she goes, "Hold on." <laughs> I mean, just there's, there's one part where, he, where so she pulls out good. one arrow and goes, "What is this?" When he goes, "No, don't use that one. That's, Never use that that's arrow." That's the He's dangerous. Like, one. Oh, okay. That's so. the dangerous one. <laughs> 
she and she's making labels off an old stupid 80s label maker to put the labels on there so they'll know what they are she'll know what they are he knows I, what they are i mean i it get, was just a, it, it was a sir, i mean my wife will argue with me to the day as long that she says the office is one of the funniest shows out there and i just blast it as the dumbest right. waste of time of a show well we argue back and forth and i, I get am, it some people see things differently i'm i'm in the same boat because i never liked seinfeld i tried to watch seinfeld i'm like this is to me this is not funny i can't uh I can't watch this. So we, we're not always going to see eye to eye, but I appreciate it. That's why we've got calling. variety. Yeah, people calling in tell us what they think about it. I appreciate it. I also saw another movie this, uh, actually, yesterday. I actually, I'm a lover of the Kingsman movies. I thought the first two were great. Second one, maybe not as good as the first one, but it was still over the top funny. Still, still fun. Still hilarious. When Nelton John starts running around <laughs> singing Saturday Night. <laughs> <laughs> it's just and they're killing everybody. It's just to me, it just kills me. But uh, the new movie, The King's Man, as it's called, is a prequel and shows uh, set in World War One and uh, shows how they started the genesis of making the Kingsman organization that works outside of the government and even outside of MI6 and James Bond and secret agents. They don't even know about the Kingsmen or whatever they don't, or they know about them, but they don't speak of them. So great movie, entertaining, but this one was very different than the first two Kingsman's, Kingsman's film. I still give it a two thumbs up, but it was a little more serious, but it did have a lot of the over-the-top fight sequences and stuff. Some surprises were in there. And I don't know the actor's name. I'll have to look it up, and somebody knows it out there while I'm talking about him. But the guy, the British actor who plays Luna Lovegood's father in mm. Harry Potter, and he also plays the lizard in Spider-Man, believe it or not, that we were just talking about, he portrays Rasputin, the mad monk mm. in this film, uh, The Kingsman. And he is phenomenally evil and steals the movie <laughs> throughout the film when he's in it, that is. But uh, great prequel to a uh, awesome of movie franchise the kingsman when i saw the trailer for the kingsman way back when the first film came out i saw the trailer i'm like what is that i don't want to watch that so i didn't go see it but i (laughs) saw it on home video or streamed it at home and then i instantly fell in love with it because it's so crazy over the top fun movies to watch stupid but not really stupid no never 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 turns stupid and this one is even more serious than the others (laughs) the one the fight scene in in the in the church when they're killing people in the first one that I'm watching that and I'm like, wow, this is like, you know, this is not, this is not for kids. This ain't for some adults <laughs> to watch. It's not even for adults to watch. So it's really wild. Uh, Matthew Vaughn, I think is the director's name that makes the Kingsman films. He directs the newest one. Great director, fantastic filmmaker. He, he directed uh, that superhero movie, uh, kick kick butt remember that one he directed kick butt he directed x-men you're, na- you're changing the name yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, dir- he, he, he directed uh x-men first class one of the one of the better x-men films in my opinion where they're younger the younger counterparts of the x-men he also directed a, a small movie i think one of his earlier movies was lock stock and two smoking barrels oh. i don't know if you ever saw that but i think he directed that too if i'm not mistaken which what? was actually pretty- did he direct that i don't want to i don't want to say it wrong let me see. But I, uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I, I have really enjoyed the first Kingsman movie. My wife loves it, especially because she loves Colin Firth. This one's great. The whole, the whole line of manners make it the man, and then he beats the heck out of everybody in the right, bar right. with an umbrella. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but the second one, I did like. I thought it did. It wasn't as good as the first, but I liked it. And then looking forward to seeing this one because I love Ray Fiennes. I think okay, he's just I a think, great actor. I think he produced Lock, Stocks, Two Smoking Barrels, and he directed the movie with Daniel Craig called Layer Cake. He directed that, too. I've not seen that. actually a pretty good movie. That's okay. a good movie, too. X-Men First Class. Yeah, so he's a great director. The reason I bring him up like that is because he has expressed interest, and I hope that DC and Warner Brothers does this. 
Matthew Vaughn wants to make a Superman movie. He does. And I'm like, he could helm a Superman movie and make it huh. a very well-done Superman film, which means don't mute his colors of his costume. Don't make it dark. That's for Batman. Leave dark for Batman. So, By the way, the um, new Batman trailer played when I saw Spider-Man. Yeah, it played I'd when I saw it, too. I'd seen part of it online, but they added some additional stuff yeah. in, the te- in the theater. It looks pretty intense. It does look. <laughs> so I'm, I'm thinking about going to see that. I really I, once again, we, we have reserved judgment on any casting until after we watch <laughs> right. the movie, and I liked everything I saw in that trailer. And like I said, I just saw Robert Pattinson again by forcingly being able to watch the Twilight films. And uh, if you've never seen a little movie he did with Willem Dafoe uh, earlier with last Lighthouse? year called The Lighthouse, Robert Pattinson is a good actor. I don't. I will argue anybody that he's a good actor because he is. He's he actually puts in a good performance uh, in some other things. Uh, moving on, you and I have both got to watch the latest Matrix sequel, Matrix Resurrections. Resurrections. And uh, I streamed it. I didn't go to the theater to, to see it. And after I saw it, I'm like, man, I'm glad I didn't go to the theater to see this. Me too. <laughs> well, I could have went to the theater and, I guess, paid the same. No, I'm not. No, I don't. Because it's streaming for – Is there's no extra to right. watch it's, this for free. That's right. If you have HBO So Max. we did not pay for to see this. I got to tell correct. you, I gave it a strong C. Right. Maybe if I was in a better mood and had a little more eggnog, a C plus. But that's about it. I think I gave it a D minus. I think it was fine. If we were grading it like school, if you stop, I think we the had movie the same problems with twenty five minutes in. Just and I'm serious. I, I looked at the timer. Right up to the fir- up to the first twenty five minutes. Yeah. When he's on the rat race of talking, like they say, it's almost like his day's caught in a loop where it's right. like we're going to brainstorm this new game design and we're going to talk about the sequel to the Matrix game that we've convinced yeah. Neo he became so obsessed with his online game that that's why he thinks it really happened. Yeah. The first 25 minutes, I'm like, I'm really excited that's to see where this is going. Yeah. And then it turned into an exact, basically, scene for scene, but summarized. Let's just go ahead and put all of the scenes back in from the original movie. Right. Without any of the cool f- visual effects that they had, none of the, re- the the only thing mildly interesting was when he talked to the new game designer in that one room where he was moving faster than everything around the room. Right, which was Neil Patrick Harris, right? And yes, that was the only interesting part. That you're right, was when he would the- he would shoot uh, um, Trinity. And then go and and, and you know and grab, and he moved grab the bullet along, so alongside yeah. the bullet and started right. talking. It was like you. That's just you more know. matrix effects. But yeah. that and that was the. But it wasn't. Well, I didn't need the fight in the dojo with right. the person that's supposed to be Morpheus, right, which I isn't Lawrence. Fishburne, didn't need yeah. him to go train again. I didn't need to see him sh- take the red and blue pill, get pulled from the casket, get have to. Right. You just recycled so, everything. What I said in my review online, I don't know if you saw it or not. Would you agree? We learned really nothing new in this film. There's nothing. There's no groundbreaking newness nothing. to learn. It's rehashing, and it's not even no. that. It's not even interesting. It's even rehashing. worse. My brother pointed this out. He goes. <clears throat> So everything that Neo did to bring freedom to this world was not Neo anymore, but Trinity. Right. That's Trinity is now more powerful, yeah. and the two needed each other, which was never really talked about. Right. But we couldn't put them too close together. It, it was just right. dumb. I will, it was I, dumb. And I and don't get us wrong. We love the Matrix world and the and the first film. The I, first film, I think, is one of the best science fiction movies ever made. Absolutely. In 1999, everybody's like. And they were joking with me in 99. They're like, well, we know what your favorite science fiction movie in 1999 is. I'm like, oh, really, do you? They're like, mm-hmm. yeah, Star Wars, The uh, the Phantom Menace. I'm like, no, it's nope. The Matrix. Matrix. And unlike you, I loved the second Matrix, but 
I always say the last five minutes is where I just completely, I just want to turn it off before the agent figures out how to now become a real person. It's one thing to be in the computer world through an avatar, but for a computer program to take over a person, I was like, this just turned dumb. And Matrix 3 was nothing but dumb. I checked out of the second Matrix long before you did because I'm like, wait a minute, everything that, I hate it when they take what greatness happened in the first film and just totally just kind of go, oh, well, none of that matters anymore. You know, kind of like what they did uh, Alien 3 that way. They killed Hicks and Newt off camera. At least they kept it moving forward with the idea of a key master, someone who's got ways to get their way into programs and get behind closed doors. But the third Matrix, though, was just, it's almost like they're like, let's just take everyone, let's take all these effects that we know how to do and blow their mind. That's it. All the third one was was just nonstop action with no story anymore, which the whole point of the first movie was it was story. What did we say? We said just all icing on the cake with no cake cake is just you get sick of that. Yeah. So so there. I have never rewatched the third Matrix. After seeing it once in the theater, I was like, I will never watch the third one again. I watch one and two. I love one and two. Can't um, watch. And I won't watch Resurrections again. No, I I don't want to watch it again. Why, Why would I want to be bored? Uh, and right quick, while we've got a, at least a minute or two here, The Book of Boba Fett, Disney Plus. I think the newest Star Wars streaming show, I think, which is tied in, takes place directly after The Mandalorian, time wise. Mm-hmm. I think they're off to a rousing start. A lot of people aren't enjoying it as much. I'm like, well, you just watched The Mandalorian once again. You're getting saturated with Star Wars stuff. Let it Stick unfold. Stick with it. Because I thought it held my interest. I thought yep. I didn't get bored one I moment. I do wish it. that they had released because I've noticed they've done this with a few series lately. It's going to be weekly, but we're going to drop two or three to at least give you a lot to kind of digest right off the bat. I almost feel like the complaints I'm hearing is because it it was only one episode. I'm like, they're going to flesh this out. Sure. But I do understand too many flashback, not enough new. Don't make that same mistake with WandaVision and other shows that you've made. Let it right. unfold and watch it. They're showing you the flashbacks. I Boba did for enjoy a it. I'll say that. I well, will, Marvel, I'm going to keep watching. Marvel Comics pulled him out of the Sarlacc pit long before the show did. There was a Marvel Comics that the did that. The same way, though. Cool. Yeah, same way. Speaking on the air, Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks you for being out there. Look forward to another great year of retro broadcast stuff. It's BK on the air.